Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, a Bible study that I believe is going to bless you, as I said last week, because it's a Bible study. (laughs) Amen. It's coming from a book like no other book. It's God's book. God's Instruction Manual. Hallelujah. Amen. And we want to talk to you today about sun-ripened fruit once again, going through each segment of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in the life of a child of God. Now, if you're not a Christian today, we pray that you will stay tuned because as we study the Word of God, we're going to have revealed unto us and to you, if you study with us, the goodness of God, the graciousness of God, the willingness of God to save us and then by the power of His own Spirit within our life, begin to make those mighty changes that that are supernatural. You know, so many people have told me over the years, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I can't live the Christian life. I'm not going to be like some who go to church and but they live like the world or like the devil. And and I commend that. That's an earnestness and a person who wants to be honest with God and with people. And friend of mine, I want you to know that if if I had to try to do any of the things that I read from Scripture in and of myself, I would be a miserable failure. But the Bible said that we're not expected to do any of this. We can't save ourselves. We can't produce in and of our own flesh the fruit of of the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because it is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the product of God working within by His Spirit. Praise God. He does the heavy lifting. Amen. He does the, the, we do the natural. He does the supernatural. The scripture actually declares it's God that worketh in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. It's God that worketh in you. Imagine that. The God who created heaven and earth and everything that is in them now says He can work and wants to work within you and within me. So I'm going to read this uh, once again today. The fruit of the Holy Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 through verse t- Well, let's just stop at verse 25. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh and the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit... Let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. Now, this literally means that we are living dependent on the Holy Spirit working with us and within us. No one is going to overcome the weakness of the flesh naturally uh, because it's the natural man that is causing the weakness. It is the flesh part of us. But through the power and through the person 
of the Holy Spirit. So many times we refer to him as an it and and just describe him as as the power of God within us. When he is a he, he is the third person of the Godhead, co-equal with God the Father, co-equal with God the Son. And when he, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, when he, the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, Jesus taught. Oh, and he has come, thank God, not just on the day of Pentecost so many uh, 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 centuries ago, but he has come into the life of the child of God, the believer on Christ, to bring forth in our life that that only he can produce, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. See, this is all supernatural. This isn't natural love. This is uh, natural love is wonderful love, love for a mother, for a child. But we read all the time of of people killing their children, forsaking their children, torturing their children because of the the fallenness of man and the fallen world that we live in, the following of Satan instead of following God. An old friend of mine, how we need a light to shine in this darkened world today. And we, as God's children, uh, should be those luminaries. In fact, the Bible said, In the midst of a wicked and perverse generation, ye shine as lights in the world. Praise God. Amen. And and the Bible literally says that, that men would see our good works and glorify our Father. Said it before, this is not philanthropy. This is not just helping people. It It is part of it, but it's not the, the core of it. The core of it is the fruit of the Holy Spirit manifesting in our life that people will see and understand that this is God working within us, God working through us. Hallelujah. That God would get the glory. Praise God. Well, we're going to be talking about a, a misunderstood fruit of the Spirit today, and that is faith. It is one of the fruit of the Spirit, but it is not the faith that the Bible is speaking of when it says without faith it is impossible to please Him. It is not about believing on Him as our Savior or believing Him for our healing or our help, and it's certainly not having the faith to believe Him for a new uh Airplane, and I'm not going to go into that area very far except to say this, that is not this faith. It is not uh, uh, claiming stuff. Uh, In fact, it is far from that. This word, this product of the Holy Spirit is pistis in the Greek, and it means fidelity. It means fidelity, and that's why uh, they used to, back in my day, there were many uh, references in the funny papers. <laughs> you can tell what I was reading. <laughs> the funny papers, there's nothing funny about the papers or even the funnies anymore. Uh, I don't want to go there too far either, but dogs were called Fido. It was a name given to dogs because of their faithfulness. Fido is from the Greek word 
uh, or the Latin rather, fidelis. And it is why the Marines have adopted this as part of their creed, uh, semper fidelis. Semper in the Latin means constantly or always, and fidelis means faithful. Amen. Always faithful. Implied are the qualities of faithfulness of this word pistis, trustworthiness, dependability, loyalty, constancy, and steadfastness. You know, that's why Christ said these words about this word in in the scripture. He said, when I return to the earth, shall I find faith. I want to make it very clear today. He's not talking about who has the biggest mansion, who has the biggest and most expensive uh, jet plane. Uh, he's not talking about uh, who uh, has the has the, the 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 most money in the bank, the biggest mega ministry that you could imagine. He's not talking about believing him for things that would bring glory or honor. Uh, to us, he's talking about people that no matter what the cost are going to be faithful to follow Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Shall I find faith? And that's why it is written in Scripture, I suppose it's needful that I write unto you that you earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. That body of truth is faith, and being faithful to the faith is what this fruit of the Spirit is is bringing us uh, into a, 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 a position of power and commitment to follow Jesus no matter what. The wide agreement of scholars is that faith expressed, this faith expressed in the character produces faithfulness. This fidelity, Paul in 2 Corinthians 11.2 said, For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband. You see what he's, what he's calling us to here? That I may present you as a chaste virgin unto Christ. I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you a chaste virgin unto Christ. Hallelujah. He wanted to instill in them this attitude of pistis, of fidelity, of faithfulness. It's what you want in a, in a, in a, a marriage, not just a Christian marriage, but any marriage. The ideal is that we are making a commitment to be faithful, to keep ourselves from all others to the one person that we love supremely and being faithful. That's why the Bible said uh, in the book of Revelation, those Christians who were going through heavy persecution, some of you, he said, Satan is going to put into prison and some of you will be put to death. And Jesus said, be faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. I'm so thankful here in America that we are not putting our lives on the line yet 
for the gospel of Jesus Christ or to identify with him. But in many countries, in this very moment that I'm speaking unto you today, uh, people are laying their life on the line and many are giving their life up to be faithful to Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible said when Jesus comes, uh, all those who are with him, all those they and they that were with him when he comes back to rule and to reign, and to they that were with him were called, chosen, and faithful. How could we be faithful in the face of maybe laying down our own life? When I think about it in the natural, I, I don't see how uh, that I could hold out like that, knowing uh, the cost, and yet the Holy Spirit within. You see, He rises up when we fall down. He stands up tall when we waver. He is within, and what He gives to us is supernatural. You know, if you have the fruit of supernatural fruit of peace, it's a peace that passes all understanding. It's a peace that looks death in the face and says, I'm not afraid of you. Because I know that you can only go so far and I know what happens after I breathe my last breath. Hallelujah. Absent from the body is present with the Lord. Friend of mine, I want you to know there is a call today for this fruit of the Spirit to be clearly delineated, clearly declared, clearly understood. God is calling us to faithfulness. That's why Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, Paul writes to Timothy, his young protege, and he says unto him, he says, Timothy, the things that you have heard of me, commit thou unto faithful men who shall teach others also. Hallelujah. Amen. This, this ministry and this faith has to be committed to those who are willing to deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow Jesus Christ faithfully. And the question that we're faced with today in dealing with this fruit of the Spirit is, are we that kind of person? Is this, are we allowing the Holy Spirit to produce this supernatural faithfulness within our life. I'm not asking, could I die for Christ? I'm asking, would I? Would I be willing, knowing that if the time comes and when it comes, Christ will give me by the Holy Spirit what I need to be faithful if I love Him enough to commit my life, my days upon this earth, everything into his holy nail scarred hands. Friend of mine, if if we if we commit to Christ as not only our sovereign, but our Savior, our helper, our dearest friend, we will follow him with a full blown commitment, and we will be Faithful, You see, the scripture said, we are not of them that turn back unto perdition. We're of them that believe to the saving of the soul. It's this kind of faithfulness that this kind of faith produces within our life. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, how I want to be faithful to my king. And I want to be faithful to my calling. Hallelujah. And the next fruit of the Spirit here is meekness. Meekness. It's from the root meaning to make soft. You can see what's happening here. You know, I want to stop right here on this to make soft. There's a scripture in the book of, uh, in the Old Testament that says, Delight thyself in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. You know why you will do that? Because the, if you delight in the Lord, the desire of your heart above your own way and above your own will will be to please Him. That's why Jesus said, Not my will, but thine be done. This is the fruit of meekness, this reproducing of the very character of Christ in your heart, in my heart, and out of our heart into our life. By the way, this word delight in the Hebrew and the Old Covenant means to be soft and pliable. You can see this fruit of meekness uh, being uh, being in Christ and and now being reproduced in your heart and mine. It means to make soft, to soothe, to calm down, literally to tame. <laughs> Hallelujah. The word used to domesticate wild animals. You know, it involves our tongue, doesn't it? The Bible said the tongue is, is full of deadly poison. No man can tame it. Well, if no man can tame it, how can it be tamed? Because it can't be tamed by our own personal religious effort at our best. That's why it is a product of the Holy Spirit. When we commit ourselves to follow Jesus, the Holy Ghost is released. He won't change your will. He won't force your will. But He will enforce His will when we surrender our will. Hallelujah. We release Him to bring forth the product, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. By the way, meekness is not weakness. It is power under control. Power under control. Hallelujah. I like that, don't you? Power under control. Power out of control is dangerous, but power under control is a mighty, mighty force for God and for good in our life. Meekness is that willing acceptance of a greater will than our own. The meek man seeks the mighty hand of God in his life. He does not strive to defend himself because God is his defense. He does not seek to chart his own course. He seeks God as his leader and his guide. There is a sense of surrender in meekness, a willingness to commit one's resources, everything to God and his purposes, a readiness 
to place one's total self in His hands for His pleasure. In His hands. That's why the Bible said, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. You see, because the desire of your heart, above anything else, is to please Him who you love with all of your heart. You see, love brings forth this fruit of meekness. Love brings forth this faithfulness. You know, I've been married now for 55 years and counting. (laughs) And (laughs) I keep saying it because it's just a big number. And we have survived the pressures and the and the problems and the temptations that the enemy has brought down through the years even ministry itself can become a wedge between a husband and a wife and any pastor or preacher knows that the devil would love to drive a wedge and he would love to take away uh, the ability not to preach and proclaim the gospel but to be an example to the flock to let people know who are struggling with these issues. There is victory in Jesus. But it's there because there is a love that covers a multitude of sins and faults. There is a love that binds us together like super glue. Praise God. I started to say Velcro, but you can rip Velcro uh, 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 loose. It's it's a strong thing, but you can rip it loose. Ah, but friends, super glue is different. Praise God. And the Holy Ghost wants to super glue us together in love for one another. Praise God. This meekness will allow us to delight ourselves in the Lord and make us soft and pliable to His will. You know, in Numbers chapter 12, you can find this, this principle. And it's about Moses. And it says this, about Moses back in, in the Old Covenant. It said, In other, other prophets I will speak to, in visions and dreams, but not so my servant Moses. Listen carefully. Not so my servant Moses. Him will I speak to mouth to mouth. Now what made Moses different? I wanted to know if what why did God oh because he was just the, the leader and and God wanted to, to make sure he clearly understood him. There's more to this than that. There was something in Moses' character that allowed God to speak to him and caused God to be able to speak to him mouth to mouth. And it is found in Numbers chapter 12. It said, Now the man Moses above every other person in his generation was most meek. Oh, friend of mine, do you understand today, those of us that are trying and want and desire to be led of the Spirit, well, the Holy Spirit wants to produce the fruit of meekness so that He can lead us. (laughs) Amen. He needs someone uh, who doesn't seek to chart his own course or to bend God's will to our will, but will constantly reaffirm 
not my will, but thy will be done. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do you see how important this particular fruit of the Spirit is? I want to re reiterate this to you today. Meekness is not weakness. I don't, I've told people before when I've been, you know, got ruffled a little bit. Never, ever, 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 ever mistake kindness for weakness. I want to be kind to everyone, but I will stand for God's truth and I will stand up for my family. I will stand and protect them. Amen. I I would stand against anything that went to hurt them. I'd even stand to protect my dog. <laughs> I, I, there's but but where I really would stand is standing up to declare and defend the faith. That's what the apostle Paul said, I'm set for the defense of the gospel. And friend of mine, as we stand today, meekness uh, allows the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us. That's why Psalm 25 and verse 9 says, The meek shall he guide in judgment, and the meek shall he teach his way. Praise God. It gives us that soft pliability in the hands of God. The clay uh, is not arguing and hardening against the, the potter's hand. The clay is soft. The clay is pliable. And God is working with that kind of clay to make a vessel of honor meet for the master's use. Oh, how I want to be that clay in the potter's hand. And it's this fruit of the Holy Spirit when I crucify the flesh and allow God control and allow the Holy Spirit to control. The supernatural meekness comes. That bowing to God. Hallelujah. That allows His will to be done. Not just on earth at that point, but in earth in this earthen vessel, just like it is in heaven. You know what that will is, don't you? Romans 8, verse 29, For do who he did foreknow, he did predestine to be conformed. There's that molding, you see, conformed to the image of his Son, hallelujah, praise God. We used to sing in church years ago, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. All I ask is to be like Him. Oh, that we would have that same attitude today, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. You've got to want to be like Jesus for the Holy Spirit to bring forth that fruit in your life. Oh, but if you want to be more like your Savior and you yield yourself to Him and you deny yourself, take up your cross, begin to follow Him, it opens the door for the Holy Spirit to reproduce in your character and in mine the character of Jesus 
which is the character of God himself. Hallelujah. For when you've seen me, Jesus said, you've seen the Father. And oh, what a wonderful Father that we have. And today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior and you've listened to this Bible study, thank you. Thank you so much. And right now, I believe the Holy Spirit is calling you because you see something you didn't see at the beginning of this broadcast. You see that God doesn't expect you to change yourself. He just expects you to change your mind about the road you're on. Choose the light over the darkness, Christ over the devils, and choose to repent of your sin, therefore, and receive Christ as your Savior. And let Him then do the heavy lifting, for as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. Come to Jesus today and never look back again. Oh, friend, and come back next week, will you? And let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.